Are you ready to witness greatness? NFL fans, welcome to the largest tailgate party in the nation. Let's go! Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Victory is the end game. We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is... Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No. Hey, welcome in. It's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, the official podcast. We'll have Jared Smith, our betting analyst here in just a little bit, talking some mostly football, mostly NFL, you know, a little bit of college, but mostly NFL. Also, Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com. We'll have a heavy portion of NFL action. I'm Brian Note. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. As promised, Jared Smith with us here. And Jared, normally uh, we, we would have this crescendo for the college football season, <laughs> which is the national championship. Not so much. 65-7. to 7. How's that taste, TCU? Georgia just rolls. And really, it was all about the semifinal games, and it made the championship game look even uh, worse as far as Blowout City was. But uh, the 2022 season is officially in the books, and the dogs repeat. Yeah, the the real natty was Ohio State Georgia, um, and we we discussed that on 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 the show Saturday, and it, it was I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but. I think the the part of the handicap that I was proud of that we were able to identify and really key in on was just how good Georgia's offense is. And we talk about Georgia's defense. Jalen Carter is going to be an absolute monster. And they've got a ton of five stars all over the field. But at the end of the day, Georgia's scheme and, and Todd Munkin's ability to put people in the right place and then Stetson Bennett's ability to execute that, that, that scheme to perfection on the brightest of stages, I think was the story of the night. Georgia's defense did enough. I think TCU a little overmatched offensively. We talked, um, you know, a little bit about how Max Duggan didn't really play that well against Michigan. You know, wasn't very accurate, had some issues. And then Georgia really disguised their coverage as well and made it even more confusing for him, something Michigan didn't do well. So I, I just think there's a lot of positives to take from Georgia and, and TCU in that game. And I know it, it wasn't a fun game, Brian, but I think it was still a really good season for the Horned Frogs. And obviously Georgia deserves all the flowers. Yeah, definitely. And Brock Bowers finally cashed for me. Yeah, Just there we go, in. baby. Yeah. yeah, I got I, it on that one, too. That was nice. Yeah, he's an awesome player. Oh, and I had bet on him a couple of times before, and he wouldn't cash for me, man. He, got, oh, he, he cashed twice. He was like 120-something yards. Yeah, it was prop was in the 60s, so oh, got yeah, home twice. Should have bet the alt on that one. But, yeah, yeah, yeah I even bet the alt, George, at 20 and a half and got 2-1 to one on that. So it was a great end. I, I had a good uh, a bowl season. I, I was profitable, and, and I had a blast with you guys doing college football this year and all the bowls and all the storylines and yeah it was a it, it was a good season for sure oh great season and hey we shift over to the nfl super wild card weekend coming up here six total games uh, you got a bunch of notes over here jared i love this you've been hard at work here give us a note on first time playoff quarterbacks i'm curious about this yeah and again th- this this trend applies for a few games this week but there's one game in particular that it really applies to so first time playoff quarterbacks you know making their first ever playoff start against non-first time quarterbacks really it's the Giants Vikings game I think that you know exemplifies this trend 
the first-time playoff quarterbacks are 14-35-1 against the spread. That's 28.5%. Last year, they went 0-3, and they all got blasted. Kyler Murray got blasted against the Rams, lost by 23. Mac Jones, they lost by 30 against the Bills. And Jalen Hurts looked very overmatched against the Bucks. They lost by 16. So Daniel Jones, this Giants team, they've been very spunky this year. I think Brian Dable deserves to be coach of the year. But it's Daniel Jones' first playoff start. How does he handle a road environment against a Vikings defense that certainly is a lot, leaves a lot to be desired? But again, some of the intangibles that we can't quantify during the postseason. We'll see. Kirk Cousins has been there before. I know he's the narrative on him is down. But to me, that trend, very actionable this weekend because first-time playoff QBs don't fare well historically. Very interesting. And, you know, maybe you think about maybe the under in a couple yeah. of games over here where there are a couple of uh, guys making their playoff debuts in the same game. You know, think about Geno Smith – of the, of the Seahawks and Brock Purdy of the Niners. You know, if this trend continues, maybe you'll look at the under as well. You know, something to think about. I agree. Um, Double-digit underdogs have also not fared well. Wildcard weekend, one and seven against the spread. The only cover um, was Taylor Heineke in Washington a few years ago uh, when they lost by eight as a 10-point dog against the Bucks. So, again, that will absolutely apply to Buffalo and Miami this week. It might apply to San Francisco and Seattle. But in general, the gaps between teams on wild card weekend historically, they're pretty big gaps. So don't be afraid to lay the spread, you know, lay the chalk. If you think the Bengals are going to win more often than not, it's about 75% of the time the team that wins on wild card weekend also covers the spread. So I know it's like, oh, it's a lot of points. Well, wild card weekend specifically it hasn't been over 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 a historical period of time by the way it's not really a gambling note but something that stood out to me we were talking about on the sunday countdown show where it was shaping up to be chargers jags yeah in that early window on saturday because that's not the sexiest matchup and here come the seahawks <laughs> the seahawks are like out of my well, way the Rams almost you know? won like, that game i gave out rams uh, on saturday i mean that was that was a tight game that was yeah, a tight game. That was a very tight game, but uh, Detroit upsetting Green Bay, Wild. which meant that Seattle got in, and it is Seattle and the 49ers kicking things off. Yeah. And how about that? I was surprised. I'm like, whoa, Chargers and Jags in primetime on Saturday. And I'm Herbert like, and Lawrence. oh, I get it. It's a good quarterback matchup there. Yeah. Good quarterback matchup. And Great speaking of, that's another interesting match. one because both guys making their first career playoff starts. But of all the quarterbacks making their first career playoff starts this week, you probably trust Herbert and Lawrence the most, right? That's why that game's got some interesting back-and-forth nature, perhaps, to it. Yeah, what do you have? Tyler Huntley making his <laughs> debut. You got Tyler, Tyler Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, trust man. those guys as much. <sighs> My fins, Jared. Like, this is an interesting line because you were just talking about the bigger spreads in Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. The biggest spread is the Bills favored by 13. How are the Dolphins going to move the ball? Here's the thing. If you go back know. to the regular season matchup, the Dolphins ran the ball great in Buffalo against the Bills. But Raheem Mostert is banged up. The offensive line is banged up with Teron yeah. Armstead. I, I just And you've got Skylar Thompson. There's a huge difference between Tua and Skylar Thompson where the Bills, all they're going to do is be like, let's sell out against the run and make Skylar Thompson prove it again and again and again that he's got the goods to beat us, and we're betting that he doesn't. Yeah, and, and of all the games this week, this game I have the least notes on because I just I didn't see a whole – like I have a 
pal Tank Williams. I do a lot of shows with him across various networks. And he said, yeah, basically the Chiefs and the Bills have buys this week. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it feels like. And I know, you know, the odds don't reflect that officially. Um, but it is interesting to see Buffalo and Kansas City so close in the futures market to win the AFC. They're only like 10, 20 cents apart. And Buffalo has to play a whole extra game. But we just heard Atlanta, the neutral site for the AC Championship game, if it is Buffalo, Kansas City. So because Buffalo's road got so much easier this week and then the AFC Championship game on a neutral, it really makes Buffalo kind of a favorite, like a co-favorite with the Chiefs, despite the fact that they have to play an extra game and they're the two seed. Very interesting situation there um, with the futures market in the AFC with Buffalo and Kansas City. That's so random. Just the whole thing is random yeah. where it's going to be a neutral site potentially if it's Bills meeting the Chiefs. And it's not even in an NF in an AFC site. You're no. angling for the Indoors, though. stadium. Yeah. They want that offense. Yeah, but they're going to it's going to be Atlanta. That's just I yeah. don't know. The whole thing is odd. We'll cross that bridge if we get to it. How about this? You've got a note here on, man, it's it's hard to beat the same team 3 times in the same <laughs> season. That would apply to the Seahawks and 49ers matchup on Saturday. What do you have on that? Yeah, and you, again, there's a lot of things like we have to fill time on these on these shows. So so you're going to hear a lot of, you know, clichés and narratives throughout the course of the week. There's a lot of historical data about the postseason and some trends that are pretty definable. One thing you will hear a lot this week, quote unquote, it's tough to beat a t- team three times in the same year. And so far, at least recently, I think there's a little bit of starch behind that. The Rams and the Niners played twice during the regular season last year. The Rams lost both games. Then in the NFC Championship game, the Rams won that game, bucked the trend, won the Super Bowl. 2020, Saints-Bucks. Saints won first matchups, regular season, NFC Divisional round. Bucks win that game. Bucks go on to win the Super Bowl. There are some other prior times where a team has won three straight. 2017, Saints-Panthers. 2009, Cowboys-Eagles. 2008, Steelers-Ravens. Steelers won the Super Bowl that year. That was the Santonio Holmes um, game. So there is some precedent for a team winning three straight. And there's also some recent history that says it's tough to do. So I think it's fair to say it's tough to beat a team three times in the same year. But it's not a blanket statement. And Seattle, Geno Smith, I don't know. Brock Purdy, maybe live. I've gone back and forth on this one. I'm curious your thoughts. It's kind of interesting, right? Because just the point spread in general, where it's nine and a half. So it just seems to be baiting you, doesn't it? It seems like, yeah, eh, come on, the water's fine. Jump on in. Take the nine. You go down a little bit. By double digits, you win. Like it was double digits. Now it's not yeah. anymore. Yeah. And uh, I just go back to, I keep on going back to Purdy Palooza, where it has just been a love <laughs> fest good. for this guy. And it's going to strike midnight sooner than later. I don't know if it's this game against Seattle. My gut feeling is that with Seattle not being able to stop the run very well, that the 49ers are going to have some success on the ground. And they're going to be able to hide Brock Purdy. They're going to be able to mix him in. I want to see if Brock Purdy can get it done if a team drastically slows down the running game. I know it's easier said than done. Or takes a lead and he has to throw. Sure, yeah, exactly. If they fall behind at any point. What's that vibe like? Because they've been yeah, pretty much and I on the always go back to time. it was the game in Seattle between these two teams. Yeah, I was and on I Seattle that what, night as a home dog. Yeah, what Ryan Fitzpatrick said at halftime. He said the charmed life of Brock Purdy 
Then it was the sequence before halftime where he threw a horrible yeah, throw. Should have been picked did. by Quandre Diggs, right in the at the six, right in his jersey. Dropped it, and the next thing you know, Seattle fumbled, and the 49ers had the ball inside the five yard line. It went yeah. from what should have been a sure interception to your setup shot inside the five yard line. It's, it's been crazy the way it's worked out so far for Brock Purdy. But all that to be said is that. The expiration date is not that far away for Purdy Palooza. And if you're looking at Seattle plus nine and a half, ask yourself this. Who's running? Is the public running to the betting window to take Geno Smith and the Seahawks plus nine and a half? Probably not. And that might be the right side here. I agree. I, I think if I were to bet, I haven't bet. The only game I bet so far, I did put a, a bet on the Vikings at three, and we can we can go back and forth on that one. That one's that one's going to be a really fun game, and I'm sure we'll deep dive uh, on Saturday. But Niners, Seahawks. If I were to make a bet for this game, and there's still time, I still might. I I would bet. I would take the. I would prefer ten, obviously, but I would take the nine and a half. So to your point, the Niners, and this is kind of a nerd stat, and it's also hard to predict because turnovers are volatile, but. The Niners have the most turnover luck of any team in the NFL this season. And literally at the top of my notes, does that continue in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Like question mark. You know, like I, I don't know. That, that is probably one of the toughest things. Turnovers and red zone efficiency tend to be what tilts these games. Because going from seven to three, you know, settling for the field goal adds up. And the the turnover margin is everything in these games. So... I, I don't know. I, I think, but on the other side, though, Gino leads the NFL in turnover worthy plays this season. So, not exactly a glowing uh, endorsement on his end holding on to the ball. But you're right. I do think at some point Purdy's going to commit that big turnover. Yeah, yeah. I think he does. Uh, it's probably not going to bite him in this matchup. Probably. But not. We'll see. Playoffs collectively. It could. Never know. Yeah. Stranger yeah. things. Let's leave it at this. Of all the things this weekend, the Seahawks winning outright would not be amongst the strangest, I think. If it was like a Dolphins outright win or a Ravens oh, wow. outright yeah, sure. win, yeah. that would surprise me more. Yeah, Dolphins would surprise me the most. <laughs> yeah. I think Seahawks would probably be next in line. I do, really? even though I'm even more skeptical than the Ravens about with Purdy. Anthony Brown. Or yeah, that's a, that's a really good roster, man. Really good roster over there. Um, let's get to another game here. I'm curious. Monday night, Dallas at Tampa. And you've got Dallas, a road favorite, minus two and a half. First impressions on this game, this matchup, Jared, the eight and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but just like a, a ferocious Wolverine just hiding behind the shrubs or something, you know? Like, do you expect them to rise up? And can you, can you imagine, this is the perfect setup. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's the perfect setup for the Cowboys who have had a really strong season so far. They looked awful against Washington last week. Awful. And if they lose to an 8-9 and nine team, even though it's Tom Brady and all, if they lose to a sub-500 team, oh my gosh, you cannot script it better for Dallas and their history over the last three decades, the better part. And, and what could transpire here? It would be crazy if they lose this game. Yeah, and it's funny. All the games this week are all return matchups. And this one was literally the first week of the year. Um, the Bucks were favored by about a field goal, and they won by 16. It was the game Dak Prescott got hurt in. Multiple yeah. linemen were also injured for Tampa Bay. There wasn't a touchdown scored in that game until the third quarter. 
And I, something tells me we see some, some earlier scores in this game because I'm looking at the DVOA numbers for both of these passing defenses. They were both top 10 weeks one through nine. They are both outside the top 18 since week 10. Tampa's pass defense since week 10 is 28th in DVOA. Yeah. So as bad as it looked for Dallas last week, and it was ugly, Dak Prescott is just, he's like seeing ghosts out there. I think there will be opportunities for him to play well in this game. The sharp money from what I've seen so far, Tampa Bay three and a half to three. Then it drifted to two and a half. Now I'm starting to see some of the buyback on Dallas at two and a half. So I think three here is probably the closing number right around there. And I think if I had to pick the side right now, I do kind of lean Tampa because I like what I've seen from their offense over the last couple weeks. But I think the over really at 40, at 45 and a half – Considering the first time these two teams played, the total was 49.5. And, and again, first week of the year, a lot of other factors. Tough to really take anything with you from that game. But these two teams at their core were high-scoring teams. And I think the defensive numbers have been a little below average. Dallas's secondary is also pretty banged up still. So I, I could see this game being a bit of a shootout, especially if it's Brady and Prescott and, and you know, if Tom falls behind like – Tampa Bay's done so many times and all of a sudden their offense starts to play faster and we've seen Mike Evans come out and you know talk smack to the Cowboys this week so this game's got a little bit of juice to it and I I would say 45 and a half is a pretty fair total so I I would take the over I think would be my my bet here you know what's interesting is it really just shows you in football how things are you know like tied together if you look at Tampa just going back to week one they allowed a field goal. Week two yeah. against the Saints, they allowed 10 points. And since then, you've seen the, the gradual, because of Tampa's offensive line issues and not being able to run the ball effectively all season long, you've seen Tampa's offense struggle and in turn, Tampa's defense struggle. But that can turn in the playoffs. Let's say that Tampa's offense is a little bit better. I don't expect them to run the ball. But let's just say Tampa's offense in this one game plays pretty well you're going to see the ripple effect and Tampa's defense is going to play a lot better as well so it's really interesting to see how that can sort itself out the other thing to mention is when you're just thinking about the sides of this game you look at Dak Prescott at BetMGM throwing an interception is minus a (laughs) dollar 75 seven straight games he's thrown 11 in seven games He's tied for the league lead, and he missed five games this year. He's been an interception machine. So I watched some film on him, and it was like Dan Orlovsky did a great breakdown. It was a very simple route combination. It was a sluggo and then a wheel route with C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz. And, like, his eyes were right there, Brian. Like, he was looking right at it. And mm-hmm. the sluggo route, the corner on C.D. Lamb kind of squatted a little bit. And if you got C.D. Lamb one-on-one on a slant and go, and the corner even just hiccups, that's where I'm going with the football. And he's staring right at it. And then he just goes away from it and then throws a late curl to the other side of the field. And it gets deflected, almost intercepted. So I just don't know if he's predetermining where he wants to go with the ball, Mm -hmm. but he ain't seeing it right now. And if you're not seeing it in the playoffs on the road against a team that is defensive-minded in nature, sure, it could be ugly. Now, it could go the other way because Dax had the upside too, but I don't know if I trust – he looks like he's not trusting his eyes. And if he's not trusting his eyes, how can I trust it with my money? 
No, that's that's a great point. And I also think about Todd Bowles, where he if we realize that, he realizes it. Oh, and yeah. he's going to throw some different coverages and different looks and try to confuse him even more. So that's something to think about. On the flip side, think of it this. We could go back and forth all day on this, Jared. Oh, I'm sure we and it's will. It's not to disagree Saturday. with you, but I, I'm just thinking this. Whose running game is more likely to take pressure off of its quarterback? Whose offensive line is more likely to take pressure off of its quarterback? It's Dallas. Like, Dak has the advantage in this game where if anybody's going to run the ball effectively, I expect it to be Dallas. So Tom Brady's going to have to do a lot more, most likely, than Dak will in this game. And so that's where it's – we're kind of like playing tennis. I play tennis with myself. Oh, the, <laughs> well, the mental gymnastics involved with handicapping an NFL game. Yes, absolutely. Is very it, – it, you almost outthink yourself sometimes. You, you really do. And now, granted, yeah. we, have, we have a lot of time to fill on shows and podcasts, so we have to put in the, the legwork. And then the more – the deeper down the rabbit hole I go sometimes, Brian, it's almost a detriment. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, typically the a lot of times your initial impression of a game. Yes. I think you're you're going to be hitting yes. higher percentage. And then when you start I do that a lot in the wait. NCAA tournament. I yeah. fill out a bracket sight unseen. No data, mm-hmm. no support, just fill it out. Boom. And then I put that aside and I like stash it in like a lockbox somewhere for 3 weeks. And then I do all my normal research. And then I pull yep. out the other one later and I see how far off I was. <laughs> and you're right. It's, it's a, it, you're like, damn, I should have just stuck with the original. I, would, I could have saved all this time doing all of this work. <laughs> that's but a then great we don't idea. sound smart on radio and TV. So, right, I'm going to start doing that. My first impression you, picks it, beginning of the week. And then just put it away. You put don't it away. Don't think about it again. Totally forget about it. And then when you do your deep dives and what your yeah. picks turned out to be, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a like fun a- experiment. It's a social experiment. I do that sometimes with games too. I'll write down my initial leans and then I'll go back and then I'll see how far off I was, you know? Yeah, I love it. Like my mom won the uh, office March Madness pool like three years <laughs> in a row. And Great she plug. doesn't follow college basketball at all. That's funny. And some of that trans- uh, translates to what we're doing here. Oh, like, yeah. It could be as ridiculous as in a fight, cowboy or a buccaneer. Yeah, cowboy right, buccaneer. right, right, right. Which, which color jersey is better <laughs> that day? I like the alternate uniforms that they're going to be wearing, so I'll bet on no this doubt. Team. Well, we'll have a lot of fun on Saturday previewing everything. We have two games on Saturday, right? We got the yeah. doubleheader, and uh, we'll preview that and the rest of the Super Wild Card Weekend slate. It'll be from 9 a.m. until noon Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio. It's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Join myself, Brian No, Jared Smith, betting analyst, and Rich Ornberger, the Penn State All-American. We'll have all the breakdowns for you and a lot of fun as well. Earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sports books. I want to welcome in here Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from crackwins.com. And I have heard from a trusted source, Crack, that you are, one, super excited for Super Wild Card Weekend. And you are betting like a madman over here. Is my information correct? I, I, I probably have never been more excited for a NFL weekend than this weekend. I am really excited. Saturday, we got two games. Sunday, three games. And then throw in Monday night football for a playoff game, a wild card playoff game. Are you kidding me? This is a really exciting week. And, you know, 
I, I said it before. I, I've wagered a healthy five figures already on stuff. I normally don't do that. It's nothing to do with the games being on TV. But I know everyone out there that's listening is going to have bets on these games because they're on TV. Come on. You don't have to do that. But uh, we'll have on our Sunday show, we'll have some NFL player props and things that you can bet on besides betting the games themselves, which is sometimes really hard to beat. But I think we should go over game by game, starting with the Seattle-San Fran game, uh, 1.35 Pacific time on Saturday. Um, this is going to be a surprise to you, probably. I haven't found anyone that likes Seattle. I haven't no, found one person. That's not, not a surprise one. to me. That's, not yeah. one. I mean, yeah, not there one should be person. One. There should everyone, be a couple. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is on San Fran. Yeah. What does that mean? That means Jason at, over at BetMGM and the sports books will all be on Seattle. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a. If this, this is a. If there's one ten out there right now. Ten minus a dollar fifteen. Um, I, I just think that that's too many points for Seattle. And you know, normally I'll always say this: dogs of nine or more. I usually love. I don't love it, but I, I, I lean towards Seattle here. I lean towards Seattle also because I keep on talking about Brock Purdy. I call it Purdy Palooza. Just the love fest for Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, who has played well. I'll give him his flowers to a degree. He's played well in the regular season against teams like Arizona and, you know, like uh, uh, Arizona. Like Arizona and let's see who else did they they play down the stretch. You know, a lot of non-playoff teams. You know what I mean? So I I, I think the, the credit goes beyond where it should be. The Saints, they beat the Cardinals twice, actually. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, Seattle's the in got, there. This, this is the Commanders. wise guy pick, though. Raiders. I someone, yeah, I know someone about 15,000 on San Fran plus four and a half to one. That, that's no dummy to win the Super Bowl on two, on Monday. So yeah. um, th- that, that's probably the wise guy choice. Is I love Fran. the roster crack. I love San Francisco's roster, but there's just too much positivity for a third string rookie quarterback <laughs> from the seventh round. Like if you're Seattle, I know they don't stop the rush very well, but if you're going into this game, I think you're saying – Let's do everything we can to slow down the running game because we know in that Kyle Shanahan offense, the passing game is dependent on a good running game. And if you're able to slow down that running game and put way more pressure on Brock Purdy, can you force an interception or two? If you can, you're in business. So I just look at it from that standpoint. If they're able to slow down the running game more than we're expecting, they are a live dog in this one. Live dog. Beautiful. Beautiful. How about Chargers Jags? This game, uh, Chargers I, I a two point favorite on the road. I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, no, I, not I, feeling Justin I, Herbert I, in his debut no, here. I don't get the line. The line. Uh, this line opened up at two, went down to pick them. All Jacksonville money. Now all heavy, heavy Charger money. I mean, this game uh, here in town at Circa, which makes the lines for a lot of the sports books minus two and a half, minus fifteen. Minus two and a half everywhere. Couple other books minus two and a half, minus fifteen. I, I, I'm just not sold on on the Chargers. But then again, I understand that you know, Jacksonville's not winning the Super Bowl either. They barely got in. They should have lost last week. So um, I do get it. I I, I kind of like uh, the Jaguars a little bit here. Um, maybe in play. And I'm sorry. You know, but there's certain places you could bet teasers. I kind of like them there, but I just don't know 
Um, it's hard to trust. It's it's hard to trust Trevor Lawrence too. So I I, I surely understand why. I'll probably stay off the game though. But it, but it's still a great game to watch. It's lined perfect, I guess. You know, uh, pick them one two. This is supposed to be tight, good game. So we'll see what's going to happen here. I I um, I'll tell you what. I lean towards the over there, so I may bet a first half over 23 and a half. There's something I may bet. Hmm, interesting. I uh, I think, too, even though uh, Joey Bosa got a little bit nicked up last week, I don't know why he's playing against Denver in a meaningless game, and right. Mike Williams got banged up, too. Ridiculous. But if you look at that Chargers pass rush, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, you've got a banged-up Jacksonville offensive line. I could see Trevor Lawrence – trying to just get rid of the football and making a bad decision or facing a, a decent pass rush. So I, I could see uh, Trevor Lawrence turning the ball over in this game. And if that happens, if you're thinking sure. about it from a sides perspective, that's going to have an impact. If you're thinking about it from a prop perspective, I think Trevor Lawrence throwing a pick in what would be his first playoff game. It seems like he's already played one. Like last week right. was a oh yeah a makeshift playoff game. But he, this is his playoff debut. And against a real pass rush, yeah, you might see a, a costly interception or two in this one. How about this? Dolphins-Bills. I love when you go on your tangents here, Crack. You're at the, uh, you know, you're on the soapbox over here. Soapboxes aren't automatically bad. I love soapboxes sometimes. You don't think that the Bills should be getting all these points just because Tua isn't going to be playing here. Listen, it's going to be a great moment. Uh, you know, the kid, the kid that got hurt actually may even be at the game. My God, imagine if he's at the game. I mean, Buffalo will go absolutely crazy. Uh, it's so great. He's out of the hospital recovering. Oh, my God, it's, this is a miracle, really. So yeah. uh, him at the game, uh, maybe a Buffalo first half might be a good play. But for the game itself, I don't know if any quarterback, they announced two out. Is any quarterback in the whole league worth seven points? This game went, yesterday you could have had minus seven, minus 20, minus seven, minus 25. It's 13 solid yesterday. Uh, I mean, right now. Yesterday it was, went to, it was 13 and a half. There was even a rogue 14 here in town. So I don't know if any quarterback's worth that. I am not laying that many points on Buffalo. Miami played them so good this season. I understand the situational differences of the quarterback and stuff, but um, Miami beating them once in Buffalo, playing tough up in Buffalo. They were training out in the cold weather um, for that game. I uh, am, am really abstained. People asked ask me today. I was on another show this morning. Oh, Buffalo teasing down to six uh, from 13. Are they out of their minds? Don't, don't be a sucker, man. Don't be – come on. Don't, no, no one teases – Double-digit favorites or double-digit double dogs. That's ridiculous. So I'll just tell you right now, um, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I am uh, going to probably just be rooting for Miami with the points, and and uh, I look forward to the to the festivities if there is. Uh, there's still a couple sevens out there in the first half. It might be a good grab, so we'll see what happens. Man, Crack, uh, the Dolphins are my team since I was a kid. That's right. And I know you're going to hate me for this, but – I agree with you. Buffalo first half might be a really good bet. I just can't bring myself to do it. I can't yeah. do it. I know yeah. you're loyal to your bankroll, and that's fine. I'm I'm still loyal to the Finns. I just I can't pull for Buffalo even for a first half. And look, I might be kicking myself while they're up by ten at halftime. I'm like, at least I could have cashed in on this, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Can't do it. No, I hear you. I hear you. How about Giants Vikings? 
You got the Vikings and all their wins. Uh, great record for the season, but they're just a three-point standard standard home favorite against Daniel Jones and company. Uh, what do you think about this Probably one? Probably the most least interesting game that for me of the week. I have nothing on this at all, and – I, I just uh, – the line is probably perfect. If anything, I lean towards the Giants in the game. Um, but I need my Minnesota for my future. I have a future on them, which I'm probably not going to win. Um, it, it just – the game really doesn't interest me, but I'll be watching the whole game. I'm watching every game this weekend. So uh, the line's about 3 and 48. It's, it's the, the, you know, the highest one of the week total-wise. So we expect some offensive firepower here. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's get to the fun one, the Baltimore Cincy one. Yeah, this is the game now. Now, I don't understand. This game is moved up from seven yesterday to nine and a half, solid today. All right, well, what's the official announcement about Lamar? Like, uh, what are you? What are they waiting for? Saturday night, Sunday to announce it? I mean, he, he's probably not going to be in the game. He didn't practice yesterday. I don't think he's going to be in the game, but I'm an old school guy that thinks that, you know, you signed up for millions of dollars, you should, you're you supposed to play. But um, you know, he wants this big contract. We talked about it earlier in the season. I don't remember the numbers, Brian. Wasn't he guaranteed like $130 million and he turned it down of $230 million, something yeah, like that? Yeah, buck thirty-three. That's what it was. A buck thirty-three turned it down. Good luck getting that now after they see the Wilson implosion and some of the other things. Even Dak getting paid all the money he has to throw interceptions. So, uh, I, 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 when it was yeah. the Ravens hosting the Broncos, didn't seem like a big injury at the time. They had to scratch and claw their way back to beat Denver 10-9. to and it's just been like that since Lamar hasn't been in there. They've been scra- they lost to Cleveland 13 to 3. It's just crazy what's going on. But yeah, it seems like he's not going to be playing in this game either. And you can't help but wonder if it's tied to the contract. If you're right. supposed to be out for 1 to 3 weeks with a sprained PCL, like I I don't understand what's taking so long. Listen, last week's game landed on this point spread. It landed on 11. It, it, when we went on air from Cincinnati, it was like nine or eight, eight and eight and a half and nine. By the time the game kicked off, there was, there was 12 and a half and 13. So this game landed right in the middle there. And, and both teams, well, I'm not going to say both teams, but, you know, it, it, they, they both went out there and played, though. I mean, Burrow played. Sure. I mean, um, this, this might be too many for, for Baltimore, too. But I do like Cincinnati money line on the game or maybe even, you know, I'm not a money line parlay guy. I think it's a sucker bet. They, they charge so much money on money line parlays. There's some money line parlays this weekend that just may uh, entice me. But see, I can't lay 450. It's 400, 450. God, <laughs> I just looked at it. I can't do it. I can't bring myself can't to do, do it. Can't do it. Uh, and you know, happen. the Bengals rode last week while we were in Cincinnati and Joe Burrow was not sharp. I don't expect him to be as off as he was last sure. week. Sure. Right? Good so point. you got to keep Brian. that in mind as well. Last one here, Monday night. This Great. is right up your alley, Craig. I love it. I love Cowboys it. at Tampa. Cowboys a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I, I'm just I'm wiping the drool away from my mouth right now. I yeah. can't wait for Monday night. What do you think yeah. in this I, contest? I can't here? wait. I'm rooting for Tampa. Uh, I'm rooting for Tampa, if, even if I, I don't have a bet on them. Um it's again. It, it it it's two and a half minus fifteen, which which means you can get a plus three minus fifteen. That's amazing. Tom Brady playoff genius situation here. Um, 
against Dak, who's been, you know, I, listen, I, I love that kid too, but he's just, when he got injured that time and carted off the field, who didn't have tears in their eyes? I mean, but, but this is, he's throwing a lot of interceptions. He doesn't look sharp coming back. Um, you know, they, 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 Dallas is a definitely a team that, that definitely even stepped up and played with Adam this season. So um, they had a great season. Tampa, I don't know. They're lucky they even got in the playoffs, I, I think. But um, I, I lean to Tampa in this game. Isn't it great that we have action every night? I'll have props on this game. I'll have props on all the games. <laughs> we're we're going to have a lot of fun this weekend. Isn't it wild crack where Dak to just throw an interception at BetMGM, they have it minus $1.75 to throw a pick. And I get it. He's been yeah. an interception machine. He's thrown 11 in the past seven weeks. <laughs> he's tied for the most in the league. He missed five games, crack. <laughs> like, he's still leading the league in interceptions. It's been amazing. But, I mean, prop bet-wise, keep that in mind. That's a lot of juice right there. But in terms of sides, that's a big deal. If Dak continues to turn the ball over, Tampa's an even more live home dog. They are. Absolutely. It's it's this should be a fun game. It's a great week to bet. Just be careful, guys. Don't bet every game. Don't do what I did. No, I'm just kidding. Don't 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 overbet your bankroll. And you don't have to bet every game on the side. Just know that, you know, there's there's other things to bet. Totals, props, many ways to strike this weekend. Many ways. Absolutely. Hey, be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love. Whether it's live betting, the daily Lions boost, or the cash-out feature, new users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. Make sure you join us on Sunday. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Bill Krakenberger will be with us from crackwins.com. Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran. Myself, Brian No, we have a lot of fun. 10 a.m. until 1 p.m., Eastern time, leading you right up to kickoff and hopefully a Sterling Dolphins performance, you know, led by Skylar Thompson. Probably not going to happen, but we'll preview all the games. Join us on Sunday. We'll see you.